And welcome to this week's bonus podcast. Very, very excited this week. We've got a special guest, haven't we? Very special guest for a very special podcast. Very excited for this. This is so cool. Who is it? This is Sally Ann Matthews. Everybody knows that. You clicked on it, you listen to it. It says it in the title, but oh, it's Sally Ann Matthews. It's been ages since she's been on the podcast, hasn't it? We haven't talked, talked <laughs> to her for a long time. She is so fantastic, and she's had so such a big role in recent exciting Coronation Street events. I know. I was so excited the fact that she was in the uh, in the sinkhole episode, that fell down the hole, and everything. And oh, I, can't I didn't, I didn't know she was going to have a star Stunt. role in that. Stunt, stunt star of Coronation Street. Yes, I know. And uh, obviously this week, very important week for her as well because of Johnny's funeral. I know. Sad times. Sad times. So I well, thought, thought it would be awesome sad to Sad times, uh, but, but not if you're a Jenny fan because there's more Jenny on the TV. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Coughing away there. Um, yeah, so uh, I, I thought it would be a very good time to, to get her back on the podcast again and have a good old chin wag about what's been going on last time since she's uh, since she's been on the podcast. So uh, without further ado... May I present Miss <gasps> Sally Ann Matthews? Yay. The last time we spoke to Sally Ann Matthews on the podcast was three years ago when it was announced that Jenny was to become the new Rover's landlady. Since then, Jenny's lost her husband, gained a stepdaughter, and nearly ended up behind bars after knocking down Lisbeth Donald in her car. Sal, welcome back to the podcast. Gosh, was it three years ago? It was. I know it's ages, wasn't it? Really, is ages? Yeah, it doesn't seem that long. I know, I know. Yeah, I think it was yeah, two thousand and eighteen. I think we'll, we'll yeah. say it is. We'll say it is anyway. Good hey, to have you don't back ask again. me, mate. <laughs> I'm gonna glue again. So, how have you been enjoying your time as landlady? Well, it all started, and it, and it was great. I mean, you have really long days in the Rovers, mm. and often um, scenes which are full of people, so they take ages to do, and often scenes where your ns you're not speaking in the scene mm. so you're just kind of there and moving around and that can be really boring but obviously because of covid none of that is happening no so i don't have any ns scenes in the rovers we don't have lots of people i think the maximum we have in there is five yeah um because of covid so my kind of experience uh, is not full really in a way which is a real shame it's just such a shame that the rovers isn't lively even though i'll be kind of climbing the walls when it gets back to normal if it gets back to normal and goodness only knows yeah i hope but, so. yeah. I mean, it seems like that it's got a little busier in the past month or two yeah. but it's, it's not We've, the same as as you know pre-covid is it well the episode are going out at the minute um the 4th of october uh rules were relaxed at work a little bit um so that some people could work at one meter yeah um and they increased uh the number of background artists in scenes as well so it might the next from now on really because we shot johnny's funeral on the 4th of october and that was when it came in this new kind of rule mm. so um but obviously it's it can't be for everybody to work at that distance and it can't be for every set to have an increased number in it. Yeah. Um, but you should start seeing now that scenes, people are closer together and scenes are looking busier. But, you know, when you've got a show that, you know, we were we did it incredibly well not to go off air. Mm. Um, I think we were the only one that still had stuff in the bank. 
um, the only soap. So uh, we've done incredibly well. And if there was an outbreak, well, we haven't got <laughs> we haven't got many reserves at the minute. I think uh, we're we're uh, we're normally about eight to ten weeks, and we're not that at the minute anywhere near that. You know. So, are you in, no. you into twenty twenty two yet? Are you still? We are, yes. I've done New Year's Eve. Uh, so, yeah, I've done that. Yeah. Uh, I think that was the last thing I did, actually, New Year's Eve. Ah, okay. Look out for that. Hopefully something big at the Rovers, maybe. So, how, do, do, you think that Jenny's, maybe. Do, you, <laughs> do you think that Jenny's got what it takes to, to like be a good landlady? Do you, do you think that you know, under normal circumstances she, she is a good one? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 to be honest, I haven't really, I don't really think about it. Yeah. I think it's too much pressure if you actually think about it and you think about the history of it all. Yeah. Um, so I, I just work on, is she still the same person? Mm. Yes, she is. Fine. And she's in this situation and she's in that situation. Other than that, I don't, I can't think about a, mm. a legacy, a heritage, a, all of that. That's, <laughs> Yeah, it makes you Too wonder. Did, did um, you know? Did Julie Goodyear know right that this soon that she was going to go down as legend? Did did um, did Doris exactly? Speed... I mean, you know, we're just we're all just jobbing actors, so mm-hmm. we're you know we're only as good as our last episode. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, you might not get another one. Yeah. Um, so no, you just just do what's on the page really and do it the best you can. Yeah, I mean, it's good that it seems that um, Jenny's going to be able to keep it going now that she hasn't got Johnny by her side because earlier this year when you know it was all up in the air and Johnny wanted to sell up and everything I was thinking oh has, has Jenny lost a chance now is it going to be something yeah, else but you, you know in Victoria Gardens there's that magic money tree yeah yeah <laughs> yeah 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 so you know everybody who just you know comes up gets some financial hardship goes along there and gives it a little shake and <laughs> magically you got, you got 20, money appears from somewhere today didn't you I've got 20 grand today. Quid's in. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so let, let's talk a bit about Johnny's departure from the show then. Oh. Ever since Johnny and Jenny disappeared off to France last year, it's, it definitely seemed like Johnny had been much more of a minor character. And he's also, uh, Richard's spoken in, in his exit interview about the fact that he'd been planning to call it a day for quite a while. So how, yeah. how long had you known that he was going to leave? And, and what was your reaction oh, to ages. him? Oh, yeah. <laughs> ages. Ages. But then COVID hit. Mm. Um, and of course, Jenny and Johnny had, they'd gone to France before the pandemic yeah. and then Jenny was always supposed to come back and he was to stay there because, uh, he, we obviously, he made us kind of go to France because Scott had reappeared in his life. Mm. Um, and so it was, it was Jenny had just arrived back and then lockdown happened. Yeah. So Johnny was still in France and they were frantically rewriting everything because mm-hmm. that whole story strand had to change. Did it? So that whole story strand changed completely, as yeah. did many others, Yeah, yeah. obviously. Um, so I think they just kind of went, right, okay, you know, and it's, I mean, it was a heck of a job for them. Um, and I think they just kind of like, Johnny's still in France, let's just leave him there for a bit, he's fine there. <laughs> we'll get round to that one. I think it was a lot of firefighting going on. Yeah, yeah. Did, did you and he ever discuss ideas about how the character would be written out eventually? No, I think originally it was a different, completely different idea for him being written out. Mm. Um, that, I think originally, again, pre-pandemic, I'd been told a completely different storyline was going to be happening. Yeah. Uh, and then that didn't happen. Um, 
and then uh, the sinkhole, um, which I, mean, I don't don't know, but I'm assuming that that was what was going to be for the 60s, but I don't know. Yeah. Um, so I think they kind of went, well, we know we want to do that, but we need to, we can't do it yet, so let's just elongate this bit and do a bit of that and blah, 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 blah. Um, so I think it was just lots of jigsaw pieces going and hoping that they all fit together. I mean, they've, they've had to constantly rewrite stories um, due to, not always just because of, you know, somebody somebody has to go off uh, and isolate. Yeah. Then because we were kind of up close to the wire on transmission, those scenes couldn't be shot. So those scenes had to be rewritten, which meant that that person was no longer involved in that story strand. So it's been it's been constant for them. Yeah. And, I mean, gosh, if you only knew stuff that goes on behind <laughs> the scenes, you kind of go. So it does make me kind of, makes me laugh, but it also doesn't make me laugh because I get quite frustrated when I say, oh, that's stupid. Why are they there? We're such a bad event. Yeah. And I go, if you only bloody knew. Well, I mean, we're, we're just as guilty as that on the podcast, aren't we? Saying, oh, I don't like how they did that. But obviously. Yeah, surely so they could have done this. You kind of go, don't, yeah, yeah. don't you think? <laughs> yeah. So how, how long had you known the exact nature of departure then with, with the sinkhole and everything? When when was that story presented to you? Oh, not, um, well, I I knew, um, when was it? Maybe May, yeah. I want to say, May or June. I'm not entirely sure, to be honest, can't remember. Maybe around there. Mm. Um, <laughs> but it was Richard who told me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he just said, uh, you fall down a sinkhole, I come and rescue you, but I die. <laughs> and that was all I knew. And I didn't know anything else at all until three weeks before yeah. we started shooting it. Wow. When I got a phone call from the first who said, are you all right dropping through a trap door that's 15 foot high? And I went, well, I'll have a go. <laughs> and are you all right in small space? I, I don't know. I'll have a go. Can you swim? I don't know. I'll have a go. And that was pretty much how I went along with it, really. It turned um, out so fun. What was it like filming those scenes? It was amazing. Yeah. We had the best time. I think for Richard and I as well to be able to be, because we we really only done prison scenes. We'd had a few mm. little scenes in the back room, heart to heart things, and which I'd loved. Yeah, but we'd not had anything of of us just being together, and so we did six days in water, um, and it was brilliant. It was it was fab, and I think I'm so pleased for Richard as well um, to get an exit like that. You know, it wasn't in the back of a cab. No, it was it was fantastic. I loved it. That um that mm. scene you you were saying about the trap door and you put uh, videos of that up on uh, on Instagram, <laughs> <or something>, didn't <laughs> you? That that looked so much fun. Were you like determined to do it? It wasn't fun. It wasn't fun. It wasn't. I mean, it was. It, it, I mean, it turned out that it was all right. But I'm <laughs> terrified of anything like that. I, I I'm repeating myself for the millionth time that I don't like anything action and I'm risk averse. Yeah. Um, I really don't like anything like that. Um, I even getting tasered and I went to fall onto a crash mat. I was well, terrified. I don't know later. what I'm. I don't know what I'm doing with any of that. <laughs> and um, so I was really scared. But I was. I went third. Will went first, mm. and he was very mean and moody and all the rest of it. And we, every the room was silent. The studio was completely silent. Mm. And uh, and then Sal went, 
and she was completely silent. And I so I videoed her, which she won't let me put out online because it's really funny, I have to say. And I kind of come round and I go, are you all right? And she says, well, I can tell you now, I'm not doing that again, <laughs> is what she said. But they said, the, the um, stunt director said, you know, when you land in the boxes, everybody stay quiet. I will say, Saliana, you all right? You give us two thumbs up and then tack. The safety guy will say, are you all right? You give us two thumbs up. Well, I didn't, did I? I landed and went, yeah, <laughs> screamed me head off. I think more from relief. Uh, I think it's probably from relief. So that's what it was. Yeah. Was there was there any option of you like getting just a, a you know a body double, a stunt double to do that kind of stuff? I had a body double. I had um, Jodie was brilliant. Yeah. Um, because obviously when Johnny and Jenny climb up the ladder, hmm. obviously obvious that wasn't me and Ridge. Um, and so when when she slips off his back. George, the director, did it brilliantly. So you kind of see me and you see my hand, but I'm not suspended at all on anything. Yeah. That was just, you know, me stood on the floor and pretending. Yeah. And then Jodie did the drop. Yeah. And then when the run collapses and they both go into the water, Jodie did that. And some of the backward swimming shots were her because they wouldn't let me do it. And I was going, no, let me do it all. I can swim all that length. Um so and so she was there as well in case I couldn't fall through the trapdoor. I was going to ask about the swimming because that, that was one of my favourite scenes of the week, all that underwater stuff. Well, they had her in case I couldn't do it. I mean, I, you've got no idea. You don't yeah. have any rehearsal. You just go get there and shoot it. So I had no idea whether I could do it. And I did used to love when I was on holiday, I would swim from one end of the pool to the other when I was a kid, yeah. holding my breath and getting from one end to the other. So... Clearly, it was a bit of muscle memory. I could still remember how to do it. And I mm. clearly, I didn't. I wasn't scared of it. And neither was Richard. I mean, that was brilliant, that shot when he puts his head back and then drifts off. Yeah. Um, you know, a lot of actors, well, a lot of people have just got a fear of water, a fear of this, that and the other, and wouldn't be able to do it. Mm. So mm. thankfully, it was something that we both felt really comfortable doing. That's good. But it could have could have gone horribly wrong and then nobody asked us in advance it was already written so yeah it reminded me a little bit of the um you know the Richard Hillman goes into the canal scene and you had a uh, you know uh, Helen and Jack and, and Tina and yeah. all that swimming about in the water and uh and, and Helen yeah. Worth couldn't swim then could she I think she had to uh no I don't think she could no I don't think she could so yeah I think a lot of the time Dr Theatre often takes over but um we loved it. We had a great time. Mm. We we absolutely had the best time. And I really loved working with Julia as well. Because yeah. I never get any scenes with Shona. And um, and Julia and I are great friends. So it was really nice to have some close time with Julia as well. Mm-hmm. And then, you can, of course, you had that, that big scream after Johnny dies. That's, that's a good set of lungs you got yeah. in there, Sal. <laughs> was it a case <laughs> of just like scream and don't hold back? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, we did that scene that final scene all day yeah. and we did all of Richard's shots first so Julia and I were just sat on the platform giving him the lines for him to respond to as if he was looking at me through the tunnel but I couldn't be in there because the camera was obviously in there to mm. look at him and then and that was on the Friday and then Richard left because obviously he lives in Brighton so he left at lunchtime so the the rest of the afternoon I was pretending Johnny was there <laughs> I mean he doesn't speak so it was fine yeah. I mean I think he just you know he just kind of kind of says whispers I love you and that was it yeah. so it was kind of odd doing his goodbye scene and he wasn't actually there yeah. um 
but no, it was great. And, and what a, an amazing team that we had with us. Um, Tack is my hero, is the safety guy, and he was just brilliant. Oh. Did you enjoy, enjoy watching it when it was uh, broadcast? No, not really. <laughs> you always get, um, you know, because you, you remember little bits that haven't made it to the edit. Mm. So um, I'm, I'm, I judge it far too much, and I go, oh, why didn't they get that shot? Why didn't they do that? Why didn't they put that in the edit? And I do a lot of that instead. You are a um, bit of a perfectionist when it comes to these things, aren't you? You analyse yeah. it. I know you do. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yep. And I've done that tonight, let me tell you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, how was that drunk acting tonight for you on Earth? I mean, oh, I bloody hate drunk acting. <laughs> they keep I'm giving you it to do. It. I know, they give me it. And also they give me the most ridiculous i mean they're brilliantly ridiculous but they are still ridiculous things to say and <laughs> positions to get into so i have to get to a level of drunk but then she has to be kind of compass mentors as yeah, well yeah. so i have to be so obscenely drunk that i can't stand up but i have to be able to make a lot of sense as well <laughs> so it's a really difficult and that's the way they've always written drunk jenny i could never do um a kind of a true, realistic. This oh well, I'm saying that I've seen lots of women who are drunk like drunk Jenny, <laughs> so that's fine. Um, but you know, I could never do a, a kind of serious, kind of method acting, kind of award-winning drunk acting because I have to do ludicrous things. Yeah. But I think, kind of. So yeah, I, I hate doing it. Um, but it's fine because it is it is what it is. She's ridiculously over the top, yeah. um, which she has to be. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, she's uh, she's really going through the ringer now. Johnny's uh, gone, isn't she? Right, yeah, but she'll be fine. She'll be, she'll be fine, <laughs> especially now she's got that tiny ground. Yeah, she's fine. She was on Coronation Street. She'll be fine in a week. <laughs> one of the things, one of the things that I really appreciated that Corey did actually in the in that last week of Johnny was um was get, having that reunion with with you and him because you I mean you know what I think about Jenny and, and Ronnie and everything. I like know, so, I know. So, well, get... Obviously, you can imagine all this year since I've known, I'm just like, oh my god, they're gonna go mad. <laughs> but it's like, you, you got your toy oh, and Johnny and Jenny. It's like they're doing it just as just. just to get at me so yeah, yeah. You, you got your kiss with Jenny and Johnny at the end I mean, do you think that that yeah. was important to the story that you had that you know moment of reuniting oh completely I mean Richard and I were messaging each other that night and the day after and said you know it was just such a beautiful end um, our love story came full circle really and it really did no I thought I thought it was a beautifully written episode yeah um and I just, I, yeah, I thought it was just kind of a really grown-up relationship that they had. Mm. That they they really knew they loved each other, but just so much has happened and there's been so much hurt that being together just makes them unhappy. It's kind nice. of really sad because you just kind of go, oh. I know. It was fine really a few nice years it ago. A, it was amicable, wasn't it? And like you said, some of those scenes that you had earlier this year, like in the back of the Rovers, and you're talking about his bad yeah. taste in films and stuff, it was lovely. Yeah, and there was a lovely scene when he tells her to go for it with oh, I don't know which one uh, whichever yeah. one um but it's uh yeah. she she's you know she kind of says what did I do to serve a husband like you I think she said that a few times um but you know it was really lovely and I think that's where what she thought uh their relationship was about yeah yeah definitely it's just a shame she couldn't couldn't hold out for a little while longer while he was in prison <laughs> well you see I I completely back Jenny on this one do you 
you have to, yeah, completely. She stood by him after everything that he'd done, mm. everything. So going from him, uh, him first off the double wedding mm. that she didn't want. Then uh, he, then they were emigrating to Spain, which she didn't want, but she went along with it. Then we're not, and he's buying a pub, and she went along with that. Then obviously Aiden. Mm. Then Liz McDonald. Yes, yeah. All the lies. Um, and then what was after that? Something else was after that. Can't remember. Oh, and then Scott. Yeah. Uh, oh, his MS that he didn't tell her about. Uh, his MS coming back, which he didn't tell her about. Uh, then him saying that he wanted a divorce and him being so cruel to her that night that Daisy arrived. Mm. And he just went around things the wrong way, like an idiot. Uh, and then, then he's in prison and he starts to and he starts to decline and he stops taking his meds. And she's like, "Bloody hell, mate! I put up with all of this, and I'm here waiting for you, and you can't help yourself." And I think I had a line where she said something like, "You have to choose between the living and the dead," and it kind of pretty much was that. And he just wasn't choosing her time and time again. Mm. And so when this fella came along, he gave her a lot of attention. I don't blame her. Come, <laughs> I really don't blame her. Do you do you think that um, Ronnie could still schmooze his way back into Jenny's affections now? Maybe become the next Rover's landlord, or is he more into Debbie no. now? No, I don't think so. I think he was very much at that time that she needed to see that there was that she was uh, desired by somebody else, and that the kind of a bit of a stepping stone out of her marriage in a way. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think, you know, he served his purpose that way. Mm. Um, and, yeah, and now he's with Debbie. Yeah. I have enjoyed, I have to say, all the scenes where you've been able to lock horns with, with, with Debbie, with Sue Devaney. That, that must be quite fun. <laughs> yeah, it is, because, obviously, I've known Sue since I was about, ooh, 10, 11, at Oldham really? Theatre Workshop. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah. Um, so we did shows together. Yeah, I must have been about 11 when I did my first show with Sue. Oh. So I've known her for, for absolutely forever. Oh, yeah, we've gone to Oldham, uh, Mecca Bingo together. We've <laughs> lived the life. And uh, so, yeah, it's great to do that. But I don't think, unless they come back and revisit it, I don't think that's a thing that's going to continue, which is a real shame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That was great, though, those ones, because she's really yeah. fiery as well, isn't she, like, like Jenny? Yeah. Isn't it great that in the last few years we've been able to enjoy these scenes with Jenny and Debbie and Sharon, all, you know, characters in the 80s have been given a new lease of life in the, in the 2010s. And they all feel yeah, like completely. a natural fit as well. Yeah, and they're all completely mad. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. mean, they are kind of like a, a throwback to classic Curry, if you like, where all the characters were more heightened. But, I mean, we still have... That, but also, for me, that's soap. That's the genre of soap. Mm. It should be bonkers. It oh, should yeah. be heightened. If anybody's looking for a line of duty style, style drama, then you've come to the wrong place, mate. <laughs> that's not what a soap is about, and, and it should never be. It's a unique art form. It really is. Yeah. And, um, you know, you have to be able to do these ridiculous, prolonged looks um, at the end of a scene, <laughs> which are so cheesy, because that's soap. Yeah, no. And if it got more drama esque, which you know, people get all snobby about it, and they shouldn't. They should embrace what it is, mm. because well, we work bloody hard. We don't get rehearsal. We have to act on our instincts, and we have to. 
do everything out of order and we often do one or two takes and that's it. I mean, I think that the, the campiest, soapiest scene that you've had this year was the, was the Avid scene with <laughs> was the takes, wasn't taken. it? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you I have mean, an inkling at the time that that was going to become so iconic among the fans? Uh, no, I mean, I knew it was going to be, I, I think I said it, I think I tweeted at the time that I just had the campiest day at work ever and it yeah. really truly was. And also because Jenny had wound herself up like a spring that day, kind of held bed in this very childish sibling rivalry with Sharon. But then as it got more serious and she realised that this was um, Harvey, this drug dealer was it, and it was like, oh, this is serious, heavy stuff. She'd wound herself up like a spring and suddenly it all got real. Um, and then, yeah, when she says <laughs> me, but again, it was, I remember Verity telling me, she told me before Christmas, I saw her, she'd come into the building and she said, I've got to tell you. And I nearly fell over when she told me. <laughs> and we were both just laughing hysterically. I mean, it was just the campus thing. Yeah. You know, how can you do, how do you do socially distance kind of attacks? Because we weren't bubbling at all then. No, no. At all. Bubbling wasn't a thing. And um, and then it was when it was David Kester who directed it and she shot me and I'm on the floor. And then David said, just give her another one. Just give her, <laughs> just zap her for a second time. And Trace went, really? He went, yeah. He said, they probably won't let me keep it, but just do it a second time. And so they did. So I did a second kind of, Ugh. and then I was inside watching the monitors when they did her close-up of her, of her zap, second zap, and when she went, have it. As soon as she said, I just came outside. I went, did you just say have it? <laughs> That was so funny. Yeah, so that was she completely improvised that. Did she? That's so yeah. funny. I loved oh yeah, it. yeah. I loved it. I loved it. Okay, Daisy. We need to talk about Daisy. We haven't mentioned her today. Oh, so have you? Have you been enjoying having this new character brilliant. to bounce off? She's so brilliant. Mm. Just brilliant. And I know everybody goes, "Oh, what's the point of Daisy? Daisy's not the way Yeah, but that girl is a bloody good actress. She's so good. And I absolutely adore working with her. I love winding her up. Um, She's bonkers like me. Um, But we just, we bounce off each other really well. Yeah. Like she'll do something and I go, oh, and I respond. And similarly, I do something and she will. Um, We have a really good kind of acting shortcut with each other. Mm. Um, And I just think she's a great character. There's nobody like her. Yeah, she's kind of completely self-absorbed, and that's great. And now you see, I know you—you you don't like people who aren't nice. And I've heard you when you said things about Jenny, like, "Oh, Jenny just did this," and I was just like really disappointed about Jenny. You kind of go, "How boring would it be if everybody was nice all the time? You wouldn't have a bloody story." Oh, I know, big I know. For you. We are, we are getting yeah, to see got... a bit more of a nicer side of Daisy now, though, actually, aren't we? Especially with her. With yeah, Daniel yeah, whatever. I don't care. She can be nice, she can be horrible. She's mobbing good. That's all that matters. Yeah. Yeah. She's, she's fun to watch. <laughs> everybody is nice in life. <laughs> My God. It was like, I've been watching Married at First Sight Australia, and that Beck girl is utterly vile and my god have I loved watching her see my problem with Daisy I think at the beginning was at the beginning she was just only trying to get in between Jenny and Johnny and that all 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 they seem to to want to do with her but there's definitely been more sides to her now over the past six months or so yeah I think that's again uh, another um problem with Covid is that uh 
you can't interact with you we were kind of we're working in cohorts which is a shooting way of work of working mm. but also initially they put us in acting cohorts as well so characters only interacted with a certain number of people yeah. so i was kind of one of the few that did a few more because i've been in the rovers mm. um because uh, most of the like the I don't think the bistro was open initially and the corner shop wasn't. There weren't many kind of meeting places, but but you only had, like, X would only work with Y and A, B and Z, if you yeah. see what I mean. Um, so it meant that Daisy didn't interact with any other characters. She could only really be with me and Johnny and whoever was in the pub. Mm. Um, you know, Emma, Gemma and Sean, you know, and Ryan. And that was it. Yeah. She wasn't allowed to work out. So I think for any of the new characters that have come in, it's been very difficult for them. In that first year, you know, Charlie's been in the show just over a year now. Yeah. Um, I think when characters that have come in this year, it's been, things have relaxed a little bit more and it's been a bit easier for them to um, tell a fuller story. So she had to have those kind of scenes where it did look like she was just hell-bent on getting Jenny to herself and getting rid of Johnny and we didn't know why and we didn't have the time to explain why because you didn't see her talking to anybody else. So yeah, yeah, it's been, it's been good. We've, we've seen more of her now. Do you, I mean, do, do you think that Jenny's got the measure of her? Because sometimes it looks like Jenny's... Said, oh, right, yeah, she's that, completely got the measure then. of her, but she loves her. Yeah, yeah. You I mean, you can have a... I mean, thank God my children are perfect. But, <laughs> you know, some people do have blooming horrible kids, but they still love them. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Absolutely. Right, before we go, we must chat about these 55Ks that you've been uh, doing this past year. So uh, yeah. well, Gemma and I have already spoken about it lots of times on the podcast, but for anyone who hasn't heard about it, tell us, what, tell us what's going on with that. Well, being the least sportiest person ever, um, I only ever kind of did dancing, really, as a kid. Mm. Never did anything sporty. And uh, it was Colson, really, mm. um, with his running, and my friend... Uh, who'd done the couch 5k and I kind of went well I could do it then surely could I I don't know I'll have, I'll have a go so I did couch 5k during lockdown and I absolutely loved it yeah. and I just knew that I would stop as soon as I'd done it mm. um, if I didn't have I'm not very good at motivating myself I'm really good at sitting on the sofa and playing um, and playing gummy drop I'm brilliant at that <laughs> But I'm not very good at getting off and doing anything. So I set myself this challenge to run 55 Ks in my 50th year for mm-hmm. five charities raising five grand. That was my plan. Um, and then it's taken longer because I had to take three months off, unfortunately, yeah. due to injury. Um, but actually, I'm now going to run them all, I think, in 11 months instead of 12. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, that wasn't the plan. I'm a, I did 48 on Monday, and that wasn't the plan. It's just that Virgin Money Giving, who is the fundraising platform, they're ceasing trading on the 30th of November, so I've had to cram them all in. And actually, I thought, I'm never going to do it. I'm never going to be able to do... I think I did six in... I think I did six in about 11 days, something like that which was a bit mad. Um, so I've done, I've got a bit of a breather this week. So yeah, we went off to Paris for a couple of days because my youngest is there studying and it was his 21st. And I did a run from Place Vendôme and through the gardens and along the Seine. Um, 
uh, on Monday morning, that was run 48, and then run 49 will be on Saturday, and then run 50 will be next week. Mm. Have you got anything special planned for you, you know, your 50th run? Yes, I have. Is it a well, secret? It's a secret, yes. <laughs> um, it's a secret because... It's a secret. <laughs> it just, it just, we'll, we'll look out for it that. Just, that's it is. It just is. It's one of those things. I don't want to kind of, it no. could, I, I don't want to kind of get attention from it, which is bizarre because yeah. I need attention because I'd like everybody to sponsor me, please. Yes, looking at your <gasps> you page, you're, you're really close to your target now, aren't I'm you? really close to my target and I really want to get to 5,000. Yeah. So um, I'm really hoping that I will. Um so, yeah, it's a kind of a double-edged thing, but I'm not going to be running it on my own, put it that way. Okay, how exciting. Do you reckon yeah. you're going to keep up the running after you've done your 50th, or is it back to the sofa then? Well, you and I also have uh, a mutual friend, old Dirk, oh, yes. Mr. Adam Bleed, Adam James Bleed, to give him his full title. <laughs> and he used to run, and he's stopped, and he... He hasn't done it for a couple of years mm. now, and I've been badgering him and saying, "Why don't you, you know, start running again? Come running with me." Da 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 da. And then he happened to put on Instagram the other week that, "Why don't we do a ten k and I'll do it with you?" Ten k, wow. So, uh, yeah, I think that's what I'm going to do next, a ten k, because I run now in Manchester with Aaron, who um, is uh, a fireman, and he ran 22 10k races for the victims of the arena bombings because he was on duty that night when the Hmm. bombings happened and so i run with him and he because he started a running club after uh, doing his 22 10ks which is brilliant um and he reckons i could do it so (laughs) (laughs) so that's the plan to train for a 10k next cool very best of luck with Uh, it all Can, can you just remind our listeners again where they can go if they'd like to donate Oh, gosh, that's a really good question. So um, just find your Twitter page. Well, you oh, there, well, you could go to my Twitter page. It's my pinned tweet. Or on my Instagram, it's in, the link is in my bio. Or it's at Virgin Money Giving. And I guess if you just search for Sally Ann Matthews, you should see Sal's 55K for 50th. And, and through there. And I'm raising money for the um, RNLI, Acting for Others, Action Against Cancer, the Matt Hampson Foundation and Juvenile Diabetes Research Fund. Brilliant. So hopefully they will all get a thousand pounds each. Yeah, and and uh, you, you've got to get in there by the thirtieth of November, haven't you? Does it? Is it all yes, cut please. off then? Midnight on the thirtieth of November, they go. No more money. Keep your money. Right. Don't send us any money. Get there and, and uh, so. But I'm I'm hoping that by the by midweek next week i will have completed run 50 so there should be a week left for everybody to kind of retweet and badger everybody to give me a quid <laughs> i'm sure you'll make it i'm sure you will hopefully oh well sally it's been lovely speaking to you as always this evening Oh, Thank you very I much. Knew, I see, I kind of forgot I'm on a podcast. We've just been having a chinwag. We have, we have. We've just been having a little, Yeah, there's, there's other people going to wear this. Don't worry, you've not said anything. <laughs> anything unbroadcastable. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> yeah, thank you very much. And I, I'm looking forward to seeing what's uh, what's happening next with Jenny as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Stuff's happening with her. You've you got, you got a bit of an idea about, um, you know, what's what's happening in the future. Has she got some big stuff coming up? Maybe. Yeah. Well, no, there is definitely big stuff coming up. And when you see it, you'll know why I've said it like that. 
Right, I will let you go. All right, lovely. Thank you very much. Have a good rest of the evening. And um, yeah, good luck with your run. Okay, bye. See ya. There we go. Thank you, sir. Oh, it's so lovely, lovely, lovely speaking to you again, Sally and Matthews. And I hope everybody enjoyed that because I know we've got some big yes. Jenny fans that listen to the podcast as well. So amazing. It's so fantastic. Thank you so much. Yeah, and it, it was coming it, on again. Yes, yeah, talking all about your, your time behind the bar at the Rovers and everything. I know. It has been sad that you've not had a, a full experience with COVID and everything. But hopefully, interesting about these uh, these new regulations and the fact that they're allowed to be um, a little bit closer now. So we might see a little bit. Um, less of the social distancing but I think it's been quite good since um since Horonation Street week to be fair with mm. all that hasn't it so um yep. can only get better it's with the rules it's a new relaxing. era yeah yeah and everyone's so, um... getting Covid it's a coincidence <laughs> are they Gemma <laughs> <laughs> people getting Covid I hadn't even oh, noticed no. that oh, no. <laughs> yeah I gave it to Gemma everybody sorry Gemma <laughs> <laughs> Um, yes, oh, everybody, I hope you enjoyed that. It was lovely speaking to Sal again and um, finding all about all about the sinkhole and about drunk stunts. acting, which is hilarious, and, uh, and, and stunts and, and everything. And running, everybody, if you haven't oh, yeah. had a look on Sal's Instagram page and you think you can spare a bit of cash to help her get past that £5,000 target. Very great charities. Yeah, absolutely. Really, really worth it. And I'm, I can't wait to see what she's got in store for her 50th run next week as well. So um, I think we'll leave it there, Thank everybody. We're going to be back at the listening. weekend thank you for listening we'll be back on a normal episode on Saturday with uh, Gemma coughing away all the I way through it <laughs> we'll yeah. see we'll see how we get on with that everybody <laughs> but until then goodbye from me goodbye from her I'll say it for you Gem. and the music for this episode came from podcastthemes.com and the sound effects came from Gemma bye bye <laughs>